the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is having their best deal of the year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Roster brought to you by SGPN's Draft Week. All week long, SGPN has you covered with draft props, mock drafts, and all live NFL and our live NFL draft watch party. So make sure to subscribe and smash that subscribe button at youtube.com slash sports gambling podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome, everyone, to the NFL Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Two days away from the NFL draft, and there's been a lot of moving pieces and parts, especially in this division with one particular team. We'll save that one for last because I know that is a favorite team of my co-hosts, but you guys know him as the voice the Tennis Gambling Podcast, NBA Gambling Podcast, WNBA Gambling Podcast. It's Scott City Rochelle. Scott, what's going on, my man? They said uh, big news involving my teams. Did I did I miss something? Something happened? Over I, I don't know. I, if you're living under a rock, you possibly did, but uh, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I heard rumors <laughs> that a uh, discount double check man might be in uh, the, might be in the Big Apple. Uh, so it should be fun. <laughs> or technically in Jersey because they play in Jersey, but still. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Looking forward to going through the draft, though. It's been fun. I'll ask you straight up. Have you placed any wagers on the draft yet? I did pick up some tickets on Will Levis um, at second overall and fourth overall. I think they're north of five to one. So as as everyone knows, there are a lot of rumors about Levis being taken number one uh, today, uh, which was leaked by some anonymous reddit poster this is where we're at in society you know we're trusting <laughs> anonymous sources on reddit so everyone was jumping on levis and i believe he went to about four to one or five to one now to be the first pick in the draft yeah i pivoted and i decided where i thought to myself if levis does go first overall who would go second overall so i took bryce young to go second overall at 23 to one yeah um i think Why not? Next- i'll throw a flyer out there yeah, well, I mean, 22 to 1, why not? I think yeah. next year we need to write this down. I think Sean mentioned this as well, that we're, we're going to get on Reddit next year to start a, a rumor and see how the books <laughs> books respond. Oh, that's but, fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. The sources, I mean, trust me. I know that. Trust me. Like, I, I'm family friends with the guy. I once served him lunch while he was eating at a restaurant three years ago. We're basically best friends. He told me that he's going to Carolina. The funny part is I think somebody, like, uh, actually, like, dug into the account that um, – the the Reddit poster, yep. like I think the account was only like two weeks old when the guy posted it as of this morning. But in some spots, I think on points bet, I saw it uh, just before we got on, maybe like thirty minutes before that, he was on a plus one seventy five as an one overall pick. Was Will I'm Levis. just saying, if he ends up going first, see, some people are only going to focus on the immediate. You know, this is the rumor. This is what I'm going to bet on. This guy to sure. go first, but the line's going to tank as everyone's thinking the same as you. Yeah, the Bryce Young thing, even if it doesn't work out for me. 
I'm indirectly taking Levis to go first because Houston has stated they like Bryce Young. 100%. The question is if he's going to be available or not. But I got that at 23 to 1. Yeah. So I basically got the same bet at 23 to 1. And there's also a chance that maybe Levis doesn't go first. In theory, some crazy circumstance happens. Maybe yeah. Carolina trades the pick. Who knows? So a bunch of chaos happens, and maybe they decide Anthony Richardson's worth a look at the first pick. The point is, nobody knows what the hell anybody's doing, but based yeah. on the rumors, if you want to take a flyer here and there, throw a little bit of money out there to try to make a decent amount on a long shot, I'm not going to stop you from taking a 20-to-1 shot in anything. Yeah, I agree. Um but hey, we're here to talk about the AFC East draft needs. This is the last, I believe, division uh, draft needs preview. And I think it's kind of fitting, especially, you know, we talked about, uh, uh, obviously, Aaron Rodgers now, a New York Jet. We'll, we'll save oh, that. That's team. what you were talking about. That, yeah, oh, I think that's, that was, that's, that was that's what I heard. That. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, but we'll, we'll save that team for last. We'll kind of just go in alphabetical order here. But, um, well, yeah, we'll just kick it off here, Scott. First team on the board, the Buffalo Bills. Last season, they finished up 13-3. and three. Um, obviously the one game that didn't count towards the record was the game with the Cincinnati Bengals with the, uh, Tamar, uh, Hamlin, uh, medical situation. So that one didn't get finished and it wasn't rescheduled to be played again, but, um, a disappointing year we can say for sure for the Buffalo bills. I know they were the super bowl, one of the super bowl favorites, if not the favorite, uh, last season to hoist the Lombardi trophy, but they fell short in that divisional round. I believe it was against the Cincinnati Bengals, but. A lot of moving parts or a lot of needs um, that need uh, or that uh, are needed for this Buffalo Bills team. They did make some uh, free agency moves. Uh, they lost Devin Singletary to the my Texans, I believe. He signed a one-year deal. But they did bring in uh, Damian Harris in that backfield for this uh, Buffalo Bills team. But looking at the draft capital right now for this Buffalo Bills team, I'm currently seeing that they have a pick in, I believe, in every round so the, so 27th for, pick. for the sake of this i'm assuming we're only going to focus on the first round yeah so they have the 27th overall pick they have a pick in every single round except for the seventh round so um this team needs a lot of draft or they need there's some needs that they definitely need whether that's on the defensive side or the offensive line but scott where do you think the priority should be for this buffalo bills team at least with the first pick in the first round number 27 overall so it seems like the main positions in need for this team are going to be the wide receiver position just for some depth. There's also some rumors that Stefan Diggs might not be happy. So we'll see what happens there. I'm not saying it's an AJ Brown draft day trade situation, but keep an eye on Diggs. We'll see what happens with him moving forward. Uh, linebacker and safety have also been a bit of a concern, uh, especially with, you know, the aging Hyde and Poyer. Uh, you have Tremaine Ed uh, Edmonds who's gone. So they could definitely address the linebacker situation. I do think Buffalo is always a threat to trade up in the draft because they seem to be very aggressive all the time. So if they see a guy they like, it wouldn't surprise me if they end up taking him or taking somebody that they really fall in love with. I think if I had to pick any position, I don't think it'll be wide receiver because wide receiver seems to be pretty deep this year. You can mm -hmm. argue the top end talent isn't as good as, pre as other years, but the depth is there where you can get maybe a high it in the second or third round you can get a downs in the second round maybe the point is there are some wide receivers who people think are going to be pretty good in the nfl that you could get later on i see them going either a linebacker or secondary okay. it comes down to what overall guy is still on the board at 27 that they really like so mm -hmm. keep an eye on that if they took for example branch 
out of Alabama. Would that totally shock you? No. Like, I can see that happening. So yeah. I think it really comes down to who's still available. But I do think if I had to make a case for any position, I think it probably would be secondary just because of how many good quarterbacks are in the AFC. Now you have Rodgers in your division again. Uh, or You have Rodgers in your division, so the Jets should have a good passing game. Mm-hmm. Linebacker is important, but based on how pass-heavy the actual league is, I think they probably go secondary early on. Linebacker wouldn't surprise me. I think they'll wait on wide receiver, but I'm going to lean to secondary help if I had to pick any position. You? Yeah, I think it's either going to be on the defensive side for me. I think linemen is an issue, uh, are a need for them as well, but I think when you know they lost uh, Tremont Edmonds to the Chicago Bears in the offseason, uh, he signed a contract with them. Uh, they did re-sign Jen- Jordan Poirier. But they've had a lot of injuries last season, especially I think the one telling game last season that I think a lot of us thought that they needed help on the defense side was that Vikings game, right? Where they where they let the Vikings come back and you know Justin Jefferson just absolutely torched that secondary. And I know they were missing guys in the secondary, but I think that's those are the two areas that I I I would probably prioritize if I was the Buffalo Bills. I would go linebacker or secondary and then I think I would look at offensive linemen uh, for uh, for this Buffalo Bills offensive line. I think wide receiver is something that they do need, but um, and I think that's been a topic of conversation of trying to get a, another big wide receiver next to Stephon Diggs. I know Gabe Davis is more of a a scheme guy for them. Um, they did also lose Jameson Crowder. He was signed a one year deal with the Giants. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie also left. He signed with a one-year deal with the Colts. Um, so I think that at some point they and also uh, they did they, they did pick up Trent Sherfield from Miami, but I think they still need a big you know guy next to Stephon Diggs. But as far as the uh, the first round pick, I agree with you. There's probably gonna have to be on the defense side of the football for them, Scott. Yeah, I, I just think that with the defense really falling apart in that playoff game. Burrow's not going anywhere. Mahomes is not going anywhere. Now you got Rodgers to deal with two times a week, uh, mm-hmm. two times a year. I mean, I just think that it's a good situation for Buffalo to maybe trade up for a secondary guy they like. But if mm-hmm. I had to guess, I'd go secondary. Yeah, and they're also the middle of the pack as far as um, how many yards they gave up through the air. I know it was only about 216, uh, which was right around, I think, 14 or 15, uh, right down there with uh, the New England Patriots. But like you mentioned now with Aaron Rodgers in this division, um, you're you're, and then also to, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about Miami here in a minute, but there's a lot of offensive weapons or better or not better quarterbacks, but quarterbacks. They're definitely going to be able to take advantage of this Buffalo Bill secondary if they don't make any improvements there. So I agree with you about the defense side of the football. Um, Anything else for the Bills? Not really. Uh, once again, I do think they could end up taking a wide receiver in the second or third round, so keep an eye on Hyatt maybe. Uh, I know that a couple years ago they ended up taking one of my favorite receivers out of Boise, and he had a small impact last year, but I do think he could get a bit more run this year. The point is Buffalo always seems to find good wide receivers late in the draft. We saw with Gabe Davis, for example. I can see them going after a wide receiver later on. There are some rumors they might take Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama. I don't yeah. see it. Uh, I'm not sure Gibbs is a first-round talent, to be honest with you. But I do think at the end of the day, when you're looking at Buffalo, usually they have most of the main pieces taken care of. They just need help with some depth at some positions. Yeah. I think secondary makes the most sense. Yeah, and the, I mean, we talked about how they picked up Damian Harris as well uh, in the offseason. So they yeah. kind of have a thunder-lightning situation there with, with Cook and Harris. 
Sure, they could use a, a third um, running back, but I don't think that's priority, especially in the first round when you have the 27th overall pick. Uh, all right, uh, before we get over to the next team in this division here, Scott, let me tell everyone about Shady Rays. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and cl extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. And if you lose your or break your pair, even on day one when you get them, they told us they'll send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase. But Shady Rays, you can look good and feel good. Today, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. And if you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within the 30-day return window period. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. So exclusively for our listeners only, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five-star by over 200,000 people. All right, Scott, let's get over to the next team in this division. Let's go over to the Miami Dolphins. And this team last year ended up with a record of nine and eight. Obviously, the big story last year with this team was the health of Tua Tungabailoa, who dealt with multiple concussions. Um, they did make it into the playoffs, but with the number of concussions that he Tua dealt with, there was no way that he was going to come back and play for this team at least this year. Um, all indications are he will be back as a starting quarterback for this team next year. Um, and kind of looking at the which draft pick they have for this upcoming season, or sorry, for this draft on Thursday. So we know that they lost their first round pick because of the whole tampering situation with Tom Brady and uh, Sean Payton. I think there's also a penalty for them uh, for the Bradley Chubb situation as well. But as it stands right now, the first pick that the Miami Dolphins are going to have is going to be in the second round with the number 51 overall pick. And if you take a look at this team, uh, sorry, uh, Scott, um, wide receiver is not a concern, I don't think. They did pick up uh, people. and What did he change his name to? Uh, Robbie Anderson, he chosen, chosen, and yeah, chosen. chosen Anderson. Yeah. I so I said people, uh, chosen Anderson. But you know, you still have two dynamic wide receivers with Tyree Kill, uh, with Jalen Waddle. Uh, you added chosen Anderson. Um, and then I think the bigger concern for me for this team is probably at the offensive side with running back and tight end. I think you can also go lineman. Uh, because of what transpired last season for Tua with the concussions. But I think when you get into that round two, for me, I would probably look at running back. Despite this team, they re-signed every single one of the wide, or sorry, the running backs that they had last season on this team. But it just kind of seems like it's when you have four running backs, you don't have any, Scott. Yeah, I definitely can understand that argument. I do think at some point Miami's going to have to at least have the conversation about drafting a young quarterback. No offense to yeah. Mike White, who I know is now the new backup, but still. Tua contemplated retirement. He, he stated yeah. it publicly. Like I don't know as a franchise, not just the fact that Tua might not stay healthy, and the last thing you want to do is see him suffer some serious, serious life-altering injury. And we hear the cliche all the time, 
Sometimes you got to protect the athletes from themselves because they always want to play. They're competitive, but you know it's not in their best interest long term. I do wonder, though, if you're Miami, and let's just say Tua comes back and he's fine this year, do you really want to keep a guy controlling the future of your team who can retire at a moment's notice? Now, I know he's coming back, but that can't Mm -hmm. exactly instill much confidence in the franchise, right? I don't think so. I mean... Who knows again? I'm again, again, look, if he gets hit hard again in the first couple of games there and he suffers another concussion, I think again, does he walk away or is he done for the year at that point again? I mean, I know you might shut him down at that point, to be honest. Yeah. I I don't know how many concussions you can go through and the league's going to stand by and have investigations of how the medical staff's treating him. At some point, they're going to just draw the line and say, listen, Tua, we know you want to play, you're great in college, but at this point, you got to find something else. You know, yeah. I, I feel like that's yeah. where it's headed, isn't it? Unless he can stay healthy. Yeah. And again, that's the whole thing, right? Like when two is healthy, we saw last year, this team was good, right? Obviously offensively, they were great. Uh, he built that chemistry with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Um, a little bit misleading because a lot of their good games were against bad defenses. Sure. But- yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, it, yeah, you're right. I think it's going to come to a point for this Dolphins team that, it's 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 a bigger it's 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 a bigger concern when he takes that first hit next year, and if he does suffer that concussion again, that you're right that day. Tua, I know, like you mentioned, you were great in Alabama. It might just be time for you to hang it up and maybe become a coach or you know explore a different chapter of your life. But I think you know if you kind of look at the offseason moves so far, we talk about free agency. Um, they lost uh, their tight end Mike Gusecki to the New England Patriots. Uh, you mentioned they brought in Mike White from the Jets on a two-year deal. Um, and then again, like I mentioned, they had all the running backs come back here. But again, it just doesn't feel like that there's a a guy in, from that running back group that is really going to stand out because if one of them had already stood out for this team, they would already, you know, be in a situation where I don't think that where a lot of people are saying that they do need a running back. So I, I think it's, it is on the offense side, whether it's, I think the two positions, like I mentioned, see the tight end or running back, or it might just be cornerback uh, for this team as well. Because again, I don't think they're that great on the defensive side, especially in the secondary Scott. Yeah. For me, I do think that Miami's main area of concern, you mentioned running back, which could do some improvement. Uh, the secondary, I think, is fine. I mean, you just traded for Jalen Ramsey. Like, I'm assuming they're not going to touch the secondary. Sure. Uh, maybe a depth piece in the later rounds, but they made their main piece to improve the secondary. So mm-hmm. I mostly see either defensive line, but you picked up Chubb, so you're hoping he can get it together. Uh, so yep. probably linebacking core, I think, is worth a look. And mm-hmm. uh, potentially tight end. But once again, they don't have a first-round pick. So they can really no. go in a variety of directions. I could see tight end. I don't know how yeah. far like Darnell Washington's going to fall, but maybe they can trade up and get him. I'm assuming that at that point, Meyer and Kincaid are off the board, and it seems like Washington's the pretty steady option of being the third choice at tight end. But Miami, I just think it's mostly going to be depth, uh, probably going for a tight end to replace Kosicki. I'm assuming they'll go tight end, but once again, it's a mid-round pick. It's a day two, day three pick. So yeah, they really could go in any direction, but I'll lean tight end if I had to pick somebody. Yeah, it just seems like it'll probably be tight end or like a linebacker for this team. But um, I think maybe in next year's draft that at some point when they do have 
draft picks that they will have to. I think they will take a quarterback at quarterback, some point, either this yeah. year or next year, or maybe they yeah. sign somebody. But yeah, no offense to Mike White, he's a backup quarterback. But once again, yeah. Tua, I'm not going to get into the win total stuff for the season, but I can't take an over on Miami if I don't trust the quarterback to stay healthy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anything else for the Dolphins? Not really, no. All right, before we get over to the next team in this division, let me tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here, and what better way to get down on some player prop parlays than ORAT Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also already got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half a million in prizes. So head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And part of SGPN's draft week, SGPN is holding a free NFL draft props contest exclusively for members of our Discord. It's completely free to join, and the winner gets $250 in cash and a $50 SGPN gift card. So just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord and go to the NFL channel for the sign-up link. All right, Scott, the next team in this division, it is going to be the New England Patriots. Uh, last season, this team finished up with a record of 8-9. and nine. Um I, I think the biggest con- bigger concern or the conversation and from things that I've been reading, I'm sure you've probably heard the same is that it seems like that Bill Belichick and Mac Jones are just aren't seeing eye to eye or there's just some type of di- disconnect there. And I think ever since Tom Brady left this team that the offense has been very inconsistent. And maybe when Tom Brady was there, he was able to put a blanket over that, that they still this team has just not been very good at drafting wide receivers. I think we can say that. Um, but, you know, since Tom Brady left, they've had two losing seasons. Um, you know, Belichick, he did hire Bill O'Brien to come in and maybe work with Mac Jones and and, and run this offense, obviously, as the offensive coordinator. Um, but I think that for Bill Belichick, he's historically, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, that they usually go for defensive guys in the draft. And I think that's where an area of concern is going to be for this team, which I personally think that they do need wide receivers uh, on this team. But it seems like that at cornerback, the uh, edge, linebacker, I think those are the three areas on the defensive side where they probably need the most help, but also on the offensive line as well. So kind of looking at what picks they do have um, in this upcoming draft in the first round, they have the number 14th overall pick. So, they could go a couple of ways there at number 14, but what do you think that they do at number 14 and what area do you think they need to address the most at number 14 overall? So I think they're going defense. Truth is they really are not a good roster from top to bottom. Yeah. They're fine. So you can make an argument that they could need help or go in a variety of different directions because they need help at a lot of positions. I can see a wide receiver in theory, but that's really not Bill Belichick's style. He's always gone defense first. I'm assuming they're going to probably take either uh, I mentioned Branch before in a potential long shot spot for Buffalo, but I can see my I can see uh, New England going after him. Maybe Nolan Smith, if he falls that far, I don't think he's going to. I think Smith will probably go before that, but I think they'll probably go either corner or linebacker, if I had to guess, just based on Belichick's history of going with defensive players. We also know, unlike Buffalo, New England's not afraid to trade down. So there's no guarantee New England's going to keep this pick in the first place, and they might ship it down. Maybe a quarterback falls. 
I'm not saying Stroud or Anthony Richardson slide this far, but in theory, yeah. if one of them did and there's a bidding war going on, New England drafting here would shock me because I think they probably would trade back. So it's always an option for New England, but I do think the Patriots probably go defense here. I really just think that they need help at a lot of positions, though, which makes this mm-hmm. a very interesting conversation. But I probably see them going defense, and if I had to guess, I think they'll probably go uh, I think they'll go secondary if I had to guess. So I'm going to lean to a secondary guy. Maybe if they really, really like Banks out mm-hmm. of Maryland, I could see mm-hmm. him getting picked here. I really like him. Maybe a Joey yeah. Porter Jr. I can see them taking one of these guys. But I see them going secondary. You know, McCourty retired. You got to bring in the new era of corners there. Uh, I'll go with uh, one of the young corners in the draft. Yeah, you take a look at, I think, the two areas where they did struggle uh, last season in team pass rush win rate, the Patriots were number 29 in that category. And then in uh team pass block win rate, they were, uh, sorry, team run block win rate. They finished dead last. So, um, I do think that they do, do go defense. I agree with you there, probably cornerback or linebacker, but I think, you know, they do have enough draft capital where they can address, you know, the offense of line issues and things like that um kind of looking at what they did so far in the off season here i'm quickly trying to pull up uh their free agency moves um so they did lose jacoby myers to uh to the raiders i believe a three-year deal there that, that, that's there. pretty funny isn't they it? did add juju but yeah it's a, that's kind of funny isn't with it? josh mcdaniel's going there yeah I was just Jeez. saying in general because he's the one who lateraled the ball to lose um, the game to the Raiders, and now he's on the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they added Juju. Man, I mean, it, that's not really exciting to me. Um, who else? They added uh, – we talked about Mike Gusecki when we talked about uh, the Miami Dolphins. But, yeah, there's a, I think there's a lot of – I think there's a lot more question marks internally about this team. Then there again, this you've mentioned there's a lot of holes in this all uh, on this team overall, whether it's offense or defense. But when we're since we're talking about the draft here, first of all, I do think that it'll be a defense that's just kind of the mentality of uh Bill Belichick. Um, at least we know when he's making draft picks, they're not very good, like I mentioned, at drafting wide receivers. We've seen that throughout the years. Um, but again, I agree with you that if let's just say one of these quarterbacks does plummet on the draft board whether it's a cj stroud or i don't think it'll be um anthony richardson do you see a possibility that if hendon hooker is there in the second round that they end up taking him there needs to be a discussion about hooker uh which i might save for a future prop video but i don't understand why he's projected to go in the first round i, I don't I, understand I it. he's 25 which is already a bit of a problem for most draft prospects yeah and he's off a torn knee why is there so much buzz for him going in the first round? Doesn't he fit every single box that you'd normally assume would slide in the draft instead of actually climbing? I don't know why he's projected to be a decent first-round pick here with the age concerns and the injury concerns. I, I'm not sure if he's going to be a first-round pick. Well, because his team was, like, number one in the country for, like, two weeks. Yeah, I mean, they also went no <laughs> huddle, and, you know, they scored a bunch of points. But yeah. I'm just throwing it out there that Hooker has been mentioned in a lot of these first-round mocks, but... I wouldn't pick him to go in the first round. I mean, we saw a lot of quarterbacks in the past who were older. It's mostly in the NBA. They get held it against him because you want to run in as you're 18 years old and be on an immediate roster. But in the NFL, 
25 off a knee injury. That's usually what you look for, for a guy that slides into day two. Yeah. Uh, the one question I did have about this Patriots team, maybe it's draft not related. Do you see Mac Jones as the future quarterback of this franchise? Or, or would you be shocked if that he was on the move, maybe on draft night in a, in a trade? So a couple things with that. First of all, I think Mac Jones with this team's a ticking time bomb. I don't yeah. think it's going to work as long as Belichick's there. Yeah. Now, I will come to the defense of Mac Jones a little bit here. Because the idea that Patricia was calling plays last year is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Yeah. So I'm going to give Mac Jones a pass there because if I had Patricia calling plays for me, I probably would also go nuts a couple of times on the sideline. Mm -hmm. Having said that, what is Mac Jones worth at this point? Because it's not going to be a first-round pick, probably not a second-round pick, probably not a third-round pick. What, you're going to get like a fourth and a conditional fifth? I think there may be a desperate team that would give up a third round draft pick for him. And but you're trading for him as what? Like a backup and a QB competition to hope that he can maybe start in case somebody gets hurt. Maybe a placeholder for a team like once what Caleb Williams next year and uh, Drake may right? Say the other one out of North Carolina next year. So but then what's really the point of trading for one of those guys? If that's the whole true. purpose of those teams is trying to tank, you're just going to use a third stringer you already have yeah. on the roster. Yeah, that, that's yeah. You're right about that. So I mean, I don't know. I, I look. He had a great rookie year. I mean, he was leading for rookie of the year in his obviously rookie year until Jamar Chase went nuclear down the stretch there uh, for the Cincinnati Bengals. So yeah, you're right. Last year should have been a pass when you have Matt Patricia calling plays for you. But I think we'll see this season again. He doesn't have a lot of weapons around him as far as a wide receiver group goes for this team. I eventually I do think that they will draft a wide receiver. Probably a guy that they will miss on again, but um, I'm just I'm I'm gonna be curious to see how well Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien work, um, or how well this offense does with Bill O'Brien now as the uh, offensive coordinator for this team. But um, draft purposes, at least for the first round, we do think that it'll be a defensive guy for the New England Patriots. I think they might trade down. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, it's always a possibility. I, I agree with that. And they need help uh, at a lot of positions. You can make the argument. I don't even think it's an argument now. With the Jets getting Rodgers, I know it's yeah. going to sound crazy because they have a history of success. They're the worst team in the division now, right? Yeah, they're they're going to definitely be the bottom feeders um, of this division because we know the Jets obviously are going to be competing for the division. Uh, obviously, You're assuming Rodgers and wins ballpark god i don't even think for the patriots no for the jets oh yeah yeah, yeah. i'm saying for, 10 wins around there miami probably sure. around there too yeah like you don't have many but, wins there and new yeah. england had a couple of ugly wins that they had earlier in the year they beat the jets twice because zach wilson's atrocious yeah but you're looking at just how many wins do you think the patriots are even going to feasibly get in this this in year the division yeah in the division like Alone, one yeah. or two maybe Maybe too. Like I know you were beating up on the Jets, but you know you just talked about what they got Aaron Rodgers. And the Jets they, haven't beaten New England in like, like several years. That's probably going to end this year. Yeah, and then you always split with Miami. They always lose that game in Miami. Um, and then Miami could sweep them. That wouldn't shock me. And then Buffalo could sweep them as well. So yeah. I would. I think two might be even generous for this. I'm saying, what are you looking team. at for New England? Like seven wins, maybe. That was a number that came in my head, either six or seven wins. Like So they probably should trade this pick because they know – I think Belichick knows deep down like he's trying to be competitive. He's trying to pass Shula. He hasn't passed Shula, right? He's still short? I think so. Yes, he's still short, but he's like closing in. 
The point is, I'm sure Belichick knows it in the back of his mind. Like, I'm going to try to win games, but I know our roster probably isn't good enough in this division. So I could definitely see them going into a bit of a tank mode there. You mentioned Mm -hmm. Caleb Williams. You mentioned a couple of quarterbacks. I think New England's a dark horse team to really implode and purposefully end up with like four or five wins. They really, yeah. they really check a lot of boxes as a team that has nothing to play for this year because the rest of their division is so good. So Belichick right now, third as far as most wins as a head coach. Uh, number two on this list is George Hallis at 318 and Don Shula at 328. So he's still about 30 wins short, which would, pro- would mean an average of 10 wins per season. They're not winning 10 this year. Yeah, they're not. Maybe not even next year. So it probably takes him, what, four seasons to get to get there? That's if that. I'm not even sure if he's going to get there, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. So I, I know that Belichick, my point is there is some pressure on him to win games. because I'm sure he cares about it. Belichick's a well-known NFL historian who cares a lot about the history of the sport. But the point is, I do think that when you're looking at all of the roster pieces and the turmoil going on with the quarterback and the great quarterbacks coming out next year, New England could really be a dark horse team to finish with like four wins and get a top five pick. I I, I wouldn't put it past them, uh, especially now in a division that is much improved. You're assuming this year's a lost cause. Yeah, yeah. And I think it leads into the, the conversation about this next team, how they've significantly improved over the last two years. And that's going to be your New York Jets. Um, obviously, the big news for this team, uh, we got the news this, what was it, yesterday? Discount double check. Finally, finally, the trade happens. Uh, Aaron Rodgers now the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. The trade does uh, officially go down yesterday. So they get the guy that they had been after um, at the end of the season. And Rodgers came out and said after the whole going into the dark or whatever you, is, whatever you want to retreat, you want to call it. Um, and he came out on the McAfee show and said that he wants to play for the New York Jets. Finally happened. Now you have your starting quarterback. Last season, picked up a. I'm gonna go on, go ahead and say this, Scott. I don't know if you agree with me or not. A future Hall of Famer in Sauce Gardner. Yeah, I, I mean, I was watching him in the first month of the season, and I said he's already a top three corner in the league. Yeah, and everyone's just going like, "Oh no, you're a homer." I'm like, "No, if you actually watch him play, you realize he is well beyond his years in terms of just technique and hand placement." A lot of people complain that there's a lot of penalties that don't get called on him, mm-hmm. but. That's also a potential skill. Like if you can put your hands on guys, but in positions where the refs can't see it. Yeah. Good on you. Like, you know, your job's to stop the receiver from catching the ball. So yeah. if you do that, then you're set. But Gardner has to be a top three corner in the league already. And it's only year two. Yeah. And all of the flip side, they have the rookie of the year, uh, offensive rookie of the year in Garrett Wilson, uh, which is another weapon for uh, Aaron Rodgers along with, they signed Alan Lazard. And they had the betting favor to win rookie of the year and Brees Hall before he got injured. And Brees Hall, yeah, um, in the backfield as well. So at least for this team, then, Scott, they do have the now. They drop down, obviously, with the pick swap with the Packers. They are at with number 15 now yeah. uh, in the first round. So there's a couple of ways that they can go here. Um, I think the biggest needs, at least for the Jets, it's probably offensive line for number one where you do want to protect Aaron Rodgers. Um, and then I think you would go on the defensive side. But look, this is your team. Where do you think they would sh- they should go with the number 15 overall pick? Well, you mentioned the moves they already made. So quarterback set, running yep. back set. You can't assume Hall's going to get hurt again. So Hall's your running back. Your receivers are fine. Uh, you still have, of course, Lazard, who you brought in. You have Garrett Wilson, who's 
in line for a massive year. Guy's incredible. Uh, so they have, they're pretty much set a wide receiver as well. Uh, the offensive line is their main concern. In fact, according to some betting markets, they have position of uh, they have the position that a team's going to take with their first pick. And the Jets for offensive line is minus 400. <laughs> so they're basically set to take an offensive lineman. Uh, yeah. It's not available for every team, but it's available for some. Uh, yeah. Jets are minus 400 to take an offensive lineman. That's where I think they're going to go. Even before they got Rodgers, I just thought that's what they needed. Defensive lines plus 275. And every other position's like 11 to 1 or 25 to 1. Yeah. So it seems like it's either going to be offensive line or defensive line, which mm-hmm. I think definitely makes sense. Quinn Williams is due a massive deal. So you can make an argument that maybe for leverage, they could go for a defensive lineman if they want to, you know, consider all options. I see offensive line here. You can make an argument that maybe Becton's coming back, but we know that you can't rely on him because of either weight issues or injury issues. I think they'll go offensive line. I think that when you're looking at the guys available, you're assuming that Paris and Skaronsky are probably going to be gone at this point. So you're looking at either Broderick Jones or a Darnell Wright. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's one of these two guys. Okay. Do you would you trade up and try to see if you can get one of those two guys that you mentioned? Either it Paris depends Johnson. how much you like the other guys. Because you have yeah. to remember that last year the whole team really fell apart. It wasn't even just the injury to Brees Hall. The real situation or the real moment where the team fell apart was the injury to Vera Tucker on the offensive line. The entire yeah. offensive line fell apart once he got hurt. So mm-hmm. assuming he's healthy. Maybe Becton comes back. The point is you could always use more offensive line depth. But with Rodgers, who probably has a couple years left, he's aging, you want to keep him healthy. Mm -hmm. Because we know Rodgers had a history of injuries as well that he's played through, either a collarbone issue or stuff like that, a leg issue. I think it's an offensive line uh, lineman. I just think that's where they're going. But if I had to pick one guy, it does seem like Darnell Wright has been moving up these boards a lot over the last couple weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. I have nothing against Broderick Jones, but I if I had to pick one guy, I'd probably lean to Darnell Wright. Okay. Yeah, I think that, I mean, when you're saying that it's a minus 400 favorite for the Jets to draft a offensive lineman with their first pick in the first round with 15th overall, I mean, it just makes a lot of sense, right? Like, for all the reasons that you do mention that you need Aaron Rodgers, you're pretty much set at wide receiver. You're set um, in the running back group. You're set... Um, with your tight end as well. They probably just address, you know, the rest of the defense or the defense side of the football uh, in the later rounds, whether that's defensive back, defensive lineman, edge rusher, whatever the case might be. But um, I think they're in a good spot here. Obviously, they they could take a, a breath of uh, relief with the acquisition of Aaron Rodgers. Um, and then, like you mentioned, that they're able to get or even uh, Beckman healthy. Um I think the most important is that you always want to have depth at the offensive line, especially now with an aging quarterback, like you did mention with Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, offensive line here for sure uh, for the New York Jets. Um, Anything else for the Jets or for this division here, Scott? I was going to say that the one exception I think I make for them to take a defensive player is if either Nolan Smith or Van Ness slide. Yeah. And they're in a spot where a player's on the board that they didn't think would be available. And we saw this um, like a year or two ago when they drafted Johnson out of um, Florida State with the 20-something pick. Nobody mm-hmm. thought he was going to be there. Yeah. But they looked at the board and said, I mean, why is he still here? We have to take him. So Joe Douglas is not afraid of taking best player available if there is a guy who is high up on board that is slid to them that they didn't expect to have. 
I think those two guys would either be Van Ness or would be Nolan Smith. I think both are probably gone up to this point, so it would be offensive line. But keep an eye on one of those two guys if they slide into the 15 spot. All right, sounds good. Um, that's it. That's the four teams for the AFC East. Uh, anything else, Scott, for this division or anything else for the draft you want to mention before we get out of here? Not really. Looking forward to the Jets Super Bowl. No, actually, it uh, <laughs> should be a fun season. Looking forward to the draft. Uh, once again, I'll be back at some point, either tonight or tomorrow, to go through a draft prop episode. So keep an eye out for that. I know that we did the NBA show uh, earlier today. Doing NBA shows every day, of course, because if you aren't aware, it's the playoffs, which I'm sure all of you are aware of. Yeah. I was about to record or about to post a tennis podcast, so I got that for Madrid. Uh, the, ten, uh, the tournament's starting tomorrow. But yeah, besides that, find me on Twitter, Rush Radio. Yeah, last division of the Draft Needs preview uh, for the NFL Gambling Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, uh, but do for sure make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel here for the NFL Gambling Podcast. We'll have content all throughout the offseason as we slowly, ever so slowly creep up to training camp and then eventually the season. Um, All right, that's going to do it uh, for this NFL uh, Draft uh, Division Needs Preview with the AFC East. We'll talk to you guys later. Good good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.